Welcome to Shenanigan Ministries. How's everybody doing tonight? Alrighty then. <laughs> I love that song. Oh, <laughs> Glory. Just thank you, Father, for doing a fresh new thing inside everyone's hearts tonight. Sending down showers in season. There shall be showers of blessings, declares the Lord. So it's a time of refreshment in righteousness. Bob Jones said this decade is the time of entering the rest of God. We're entering the rest of God. Somebody's going to enter into the nap of God. <laughs> Just to make a little less esoteric sounding. One of the greatest rewards of rising from the dead is how much easier everything in your life gets. You begin to understand the management parables of Christ in the Gospels because it becomes exceedingly easier because of how much more exceedingly great power of your Heavenly Father is working in your hearts and minds in higher realms. Oh, yeah. Higher she, realms. Brandon said she could come on the show. <laughs> so she just... Hi, baby. This is cassette. Well, I, for a minute there, I couldn't <laughs> tell the orbs apart from my cat. They're shifting around. <laughs> The living creatures. <laughs> Hi, baby. I just told her not to flash her butthole on the camera. Yeah. If you've been watching my videos for a long time, you know, she yeah. is has, going repented. through sanctification. Yeah, she has repented. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty, that's <laughs> a pretty low point in her life. Yeah. Well, you know, she helped me get through the low points in my life, so I'm grateful for this little girl. Everyone starts out totally carnal. Yeah. And now you're full of grace. Yeah, a little grace, kitty. <laughs> full of love. And a lot less animosity. <laughs> Just like you guys, you bite less you bite than less. ever before. Doesn't Amen. manifest as much. It's good. Less weeping and gnashing of teeth. Less weeping and gnashing of teeth ministries. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Really making progress, less frothing at the mouth. <laughs> less frothing at the mouth ministry. Don't need. I'm sorry, neutral. <laughs> only need puke buckets every other day in the glory. Speaking of which, <laughs> daily, I, I keep hearing this wreck to let you guys know. Some of you who've been around for a while, you already know this one. Uh, but for those who are just joining or you're newer, you just haven't heard this yet. Daily shower deliverance is a thing among champions. You're already in the shower. Just go ahead and I do this every day. Lay hands on yourself. Just lay hands on this animal and just say, loose. And I just, you know, do a little cough by faith and then maybe something comes out, you know. Daily deliverance. When I was looking online and people were getting into, you know, false, you know, counterfeit revivals and things like that. Their whole list of reasons why they're calling it full-blown revival, I was like, even their list of things that weren't actually happening for them is just normal everyday stuff. They were talking about they were talking about daily repentance, like 
and deliverance and I'm just like you know that's it's daily deliverance it's daily repentance that's the thing too I'm, you're already in the shower you're already getting washed go ahead and just clean the inside of the cup loose every day just in Jesus name if you something comes to mind a thought pattern a sin and there's always something that needs to come out always something so I was like take the opportunity to loose it maybe you'll cough up some mucus I, a long time ago when I first started getting into this and I was putting in the book of Revelation into my eyes and ears every single day the whole book for a few weeks straight at the culmination of that I was puking and laughing in the shower puking and two laughing happy in dolphins <laughs> <laughs> to the song Happy Dolphins on repeat. Oh, yeah, if you know Happy that song, Dolphins. it's a, it's an RLM classic. You gotta check it out. I believe you can download that for free if you search for it. Maybe Brian or somebody can post the link later so people can check it out. But yeah, puke to Happy Dolphins in your shower. And I was laughing uncontrollably because it felt really good. Dying daily is deliverance yeah. daily. It's getting delivered from what? Doesn't mean there's a big exorcist. There is sometimes. <laughs> But it means you're being delivered from the wide path of destruction. You're not being led by the flesh. Those who are led by the Spirit are the children of God. Those who are led by the flesh are the children of the devil. <laughs> the Bible says so. So, in order to not be fathered by the devil, it's not just a derogatory term. You're the children of the devil. What it means is you're being fathered in your life by demons. Which anyone who's led by the impulses of the flesh and not living a crucified life is fathered by demons. Doesn't even necessarily mean they have big demons. It means they're under the whole canopy of the mm -hmm. fallen angels that influences everyone who sins and practices sin. I'll tell you, something I do every single day that helps me really more than anything this season is like... I'll go like this. It's almost like token the ghost, but I do it into my forehead. That helps a lot. When I'm reading the Word and when I'm studying and watching Scripture on TV, like I, I like to mirror the Bible, I'll put a, like a token, uh, you know, like this, and just put it right into my forehead because the part of you that needs it the most is your mind. It is absolutely true you're in the battlefield of the mind, and the mind that is not crucified is at war against the Holy Spirit. Alright. I got a verse. Alright, Bible verse. How about the message translation? Amen. That'll mess you up. Now, this is a really special day for my cat, um, while you're looking that up. <laughs> because uh, Joel's Bar has always been her favorite show. Uh, the only thing that even comes close was like Thundercats or any Disney um, kind of princess show. She always had her preferences. Yeah, you love Jules Bar, don't you? But I gotta, I gotta roast her just a little bit. I hope she doesn't leave the stage. You gotta, you, you've died to self a little more, okay? So you can handle it. <laughs> we were watching a Jules Bar one time, and he was just Brandon was just ragging on the cats, and just kind of you know talking about their I don't know, was it something about their nature? Are, she, are you hiding now? Okay. Well, she got so offended, and he said at the end to the cats on that Jules Bar, he said, "Now don't be offended." This cat was so offended, she got right up and walked right out. She was offended. I was like, you understood that. You know, and the cats and the glory start to kind of understand. She was mad. And I, I, I told him after, I was like, my cat's manifesting. She's watching Stroll's bar. 
she was so offended. And it's like, well, I guess maybe rebuke the cat, you know? So I got there and I just thought, I was like, you need to get over yourself. It's not about you. I was like, you need, you know, you need to repent. So I'm just, you know, chewing out my cat, telling her she needs to repent and get over herself. And uh, then she, she, was sol she sulked for a second, then she repented, came back in, and finished watching the Joel's Bar. I was like, isn't that how it is? <laughs> isn't Mark, that how it is? Mark 16, go and preach this gospel to all creation. You can preach the gospel to your cats. Amen. And they can tell the other neighborhood cats. Amen. You can preach the gospel to trees and to be totally biblical. Preach the oh, into your garden and grow some really good vegetables. Yeah. Into the garden of your heart. Right. And into your carrot patch kids. <laughs> carrot patch kids of Yetzira. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Check this out. Romans 8 in the message translation. I can see the most important thing for everyone is the renewing of their mind, getting their brain mm. as a magnifier of the Holy Spirit. You will never have consistent peace with God until your brain magnifies the Holy Spirit. So the gospel goes forth and it crucifies the brain. There's a yielding of the brain to allow the Holy Spirit to be Lord of your mind. All right. So the mind controlled by the Holy Spirit is at peace with God. With the arrival of Jesus the Messiah, that fateful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter into Christ... All right, let me turn this down just a little bit. Those who enter into Christ being here for us no longer have to live under a continuous low-lying black cloud. <laughs> a new power is in operation. The spirit of life in Christ. Like a strong wind has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a faded lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. God went for the jugular when he sent his own son. He didn't deal with the problem as something remote and unimportant. In his son, Jesus, he personally took on the human condition, entered the disordered mess of struggling humanity in order to set it right once and for all. The law code, weakened as it always was by fractured human nature, could never have done that. The law always ended up being used as a band-aid on sin instead of a deep healing of it. And now what the law code asked for, but we couldn't deliver, is accomplished as we, instead of redoubling our own efforts, simply embrace what the Spirit is doing inside us. What the Spirit is doing inside you. That's what it's all about. Those who think they can do it on their own end up obsessed with measuring their own moral muscle but never get around to exercising it in real life. Which means it only produces hypocritical Pharisees. No ascension. Those who trust God's action in them find that God's Spirit is in them. Living and breathing God. 
Obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. Attention to God leads us out into the open, into a spacious, free life. Focusing on the self is the opposite of focusing on God. Anyone completely absorbed in self ignores God, ends up thinking more about self than God. That person ignores who God is and what he is doing, and God isn't pleased at being ignored. But if God himself has taken up residence in your life, you can hardly be thinking more of yourself than of him. Anyone, of course, who has not welcomed this invisible but clearly present God, the Spirit of Christ, won't know what we're talking about. But for you who welcome Him, the Spirit of Christ, in whom He dwells, even though you still experience all the limitations of sin, you yourself experience life on God's terms. It stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, He'll do the same thing in you that He did in Jesus, bringing you alive to Himself. When God lives and breathes in you, and He does, as surely as He did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life with His Spirit living in you. Your body will be as alive as Christ's body. Ooh, that's when you're feeling really good. So don't you see that we don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one red cent. There's nothing in it for us, nothing at all. The best thing to do is give it a decent burial <laughs> and get on with your new life. God's spirit beckons. There are things to do and places to go. <laughs> um, yeah, that's where I got it from. I always say that. <laughs> it's scripture. She always says that when they say, do you, do you want a box for at the you restaurant? You know I don't want a box. And it's like, no, says, you no, throw it away. No, to you go know? and things <laughs> to do. I didn't know that was in the Bible. That's yeah. Romans eight sixteen. Because it's Torah. You can use it, you know. It's useful for... You know, there are things to do in places to the go. box demon. You no want box, box for the leftovers. For the scraps. <laughs> do you want to reheat this mush later? It's half eaten. Looks like it fell out of a dog's mouth, but it's still on my plate. No, no thank you. <laughs> this demon. resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending <laughs> life. It's adventurously expectant. Greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Papa? God's spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. We know who he is, and we know who we are, father and children. And we know we are going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. An unbelievable inheritance. We go through exactly what Christ goes through, 
If we go through the hard times with him, then we're certainly going to go through the good times with him as well. No, thank you. My 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 inheritance does not fit in a to-go box, but thank you kindly. <laughs> That's why I don't think there's any comparison between the present hard times and the coming good times. The created world itself can hardly wait for what's coming next. Wagyu steak, bone Everything and ribeye. $150 minimum. <laughs> Everything in creation is being more or less held back. God reigns it in until both creation and all the creatures are ready and can be released at the same moment into the glorious times ahead. <laughs> Amen. We speak prosperity over your lives tonight. Glorious times ahead. Amen. Glorious times ahead in your life. Amen. Meanwhile, the joyful anticipation deepens. <laughs> I'm happily waiting for that steak. <laughs> All around us, we observe a pregnant creation. The difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pains. And it's not only around us, it's within us. <laughs> The Spirit of God is arousing us within. We're also feeling the birth pains. <laughs> These sterile and barren bodies of ours are yearning for full deliverance. Full deliverance. Full deliverance. That is why waiting does not diminish us. Any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in the waiting. We, of course, don't see what is enlarging us. But the longer we wait, the larger we become. <laughs> Pregnant. And the more joyful our expectancy. About to pop. Romans 8:26. <laughs> Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs, our aching groans. He knows us far better than we know ourselves, knows our pregnant condition. He knows our pregnant condition. <laughs> and keeps us present before God. That's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. Mm. God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. He decided from the outset to mm -hmm. shape the lives of those who love him along the same lines as the life of his son. The son stands first in the line of humanity he restored. We see the original and intended shape of our lives there in him. After God made that decision of what his children should be like, he followed it up by calling people by name. After he called them by name, he set them on a solid basis with himself. And then after getting them established, he stayed with them to the end, gloriously completing. Gloriously completing. 
what he had begun. He is Ooh, gloriously completing, completing what he had begun in you. Amen. So what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly mm. and freely do for us? Thank you. And who would dare tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? Who would dare even to point a finger? The one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, is in the presence of God at this very moment, sticking up for you. Sticking up for you. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There is no way. Not trouble. Not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in Scripture. Amen. They kill us in cold blood because they hate you. We're sitting ducks. They pick us off one by one. None of this phases us because Jesus loves us. Just say that to yourself. <laughs> not phased. Jesus loves me. Not face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing, living or dead, <laughs> angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, yeah. high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our master, has embraced us. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Talking about being pregnant, I think it's gonna be a boy. I think <laughs> just tell your just tell your wife at home I'm having pregnancy cravings. Like I can't. I just <laughs> I am about to pop. <laughs> Why don't you give me a back rub or something? I just. <laughs> Woo Let the kids take out the trash and stuff for this time. Anyway, no, no, we we'll be energized by grace to do all the all the chores that we need to do. And uh, God will carry this verse the Spirit's been talking about all week. Check this out. Hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel that have been born by me from their birth, that have been carried from the womb. And even to old age I am he, and even to whore hairs will I carry you. I have made, and I will bear, yea, I will carry, and will deliver. Mm. Amen. Yeah, more pregnancy and birthing. Deliverance is not just the demon coming out of you, it's also Jesus. the term of Jesus coming out of you. Delivering the holy child. Somebody's about to pop. Yeah. When you're done delivering demons, which means coming out of you, you begin delivering the things of the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. Every day, you're going to birth something. When right. you open up your eyes, something from inside you is going to come out. Abort that baby ministries. <laughs> just abort that, that. That one's a demon. Just abort that one. <laughs> we are pro-life. <laughs> Don't misinterpret Abort, abort that baby ministries. 
some things in our lives need to be aborted, right? Anything of the seed of the <laughs> evil one that's growing up in Woo! you has to be terminated. I feel fire now. Oh, that's fire. Oh, that's fire. He wants to abort the things of Satan that have been birthed in your life. He wants the so come uh, you know free abortions we won't you know we won't tell Revelation anyone. 2 I will strike <laughs> that woman's children dead and dash them against the rocks well the offspring of Satan mm. and remember that woman is a prophetess a false prophet self-inspired soul inspired which means mm. Jesus himself will destroy all charismatic witchcraft amen that's really what this final war is all about, if you haven't noticed. That's what Jesus is doing. He is terminating, <laughs> destroying, completely killing all the children of Jezebel. Woo. Which is all the charismatic fluff in the world. Amen. And Athaliah, I've been hearing reports of that thing going down. How to violently establish the kingship. Right? If you have, if you haven't noticed, even though the kingdom age has already begun, how many people are kicking and screaming and wailing and crying and they don't want to enter into the kingdom at all? Even though it's kind of one of those things that was hyped up, you know, oh, kingdom age this, kingdom age that, kingdom, 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 kingdom. But then when it actually comes, it's like, was it just a romanticized thought about it? You know? When it, when the tires hit the pavement, what shit is gonna fly? <laughs> you know. So this is the time of the kingdom age. Be that person that says, "I don't care what it takes. I don't care what it's gonna look like. I want God's will for my life, for my family's life, and that's it. I'm done with religion. I'm done with rebellion." I don't even care that I don't have the capacity to be able to whatever. He is able to do and work and carry and deliver all these things in my life and deliver me and my family into the kingdom age. And the more of this thing, like Brandon was saying, this thing gets out of the way, the more this thing, you shut this one off and get into here. The mind gets renewed later. By what? Streams of living water. That's the Holy Spirit, the seven spirits of Jesus Christ. Like we just read, it's the spirit of Jesus. He sacrifice, brain, understanding. What did he say? Of uh, Jews and Greeks, which we all have those different belief systems, right? Seeking signs and wonders. So we sacrifice. I need... Well, I need a sign and wonder first. I need a sign and wonder first. How about believe the word? Put that seed in the ground and be a patient farmer and have a huge crop. Because if you understand seed time and harvest, all right, when is it seed time? Plant the seed. Before that, hope you till the soil or it's not going to go well. Get the weeds out of there. Otherwise, what are you doing? You're sowing among thorns. So if you understand internal farming, you can be wise with understanding while everyone else is freaking out. Oh, we're all planting green beans, green beans, green beans, right, right? Everyone's running here, revival here, deliverance here, over here, over there. Here's Jesus over here. Here's Jesus over there. Don't believe any of it. I'm going to learn what the word says about seed time and harvest. I'm going to listen to what the prophet said about 
walk with the wise watchman. I'm going to be a patient, wise farmer. And if we don't have wisdom, the Bible says, ask God for wisdom and he'll give it to you. Okay, so then ask then. Just ask. He said he'll give it to you. Unless you're believing a demon that says, well, he's not going to give it to you. Well, the Bible says he will. So when you don't believe the Bible, you're calling God a liar, which is cutting you off from the blessings, which is essentially a way of shooting yourself in the foot for no good reason. You see what I'm saying? Just only believe, simply believe. And you can just put your hand in your spirit. And when you read that, that verse, when you read the Bible, you say, Holy Spirit, help me to believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Give, please give me wisdom that I can know your word, hear your word, obey your word. And as you're reading it, just say, Holy Spirit, can you please help me? Let this word be written in my heart that I might not sin against you. Let my mind be renewed to this. Let this be inscribed in my own spirit. So in just a simple request, like a child, you know, dad can I have it. In his word, you believe it. All right, he said it, so that's it. End of story, I don't care. These people over here might be saying, well, it doesn't work for this and that reason and da da da. All these reasons why it didn't work for them. Doesn't matter if it didn't work for them. Whether they're picking and choosing what verses they want to believe, not believe. Well, sometimes God answers promises, sometimes... Nope, I don't want to hear it. I'm not going to listen to lies and witchcraft. Because that's seed. I'm not going to plant deadly killer seed of all good things that grow in my garden by listening to that garbage. You understand? Now, something that was concerning to me was when I looked on our YouTube reports of the main people who watch us, it says, here's the top two channels that people who watch you watch these channels. And it was garbage. It was witchcraft. You guys are watching witchcraft. People who do street and deliverance ministries and supposed deliverances and all kinds of manifestations people who preach and talk about ascension but they're not in the narrow path mm -mm. they're not in the way the true way so when you guys are watching that you put it on your ears and your eyes you're sowing thorns and thistles that are going to choke There's out. There's no chance you can make it if you have that mixed seed in you. You watching Joel's it. bar is not even going to help you because you're eating witchcraft seed of Satan. You're ruining your garden. Do you understand? So someone needs to hear that tonight. You can't be eating a witchcraft diet of false charismatic and glory Christianity. And if you don't know, you don't... Talk to someone who's been in RLM for a long time, or just go on a strict diet of, you know, Bible, Enoch, Jasher, Jubilees, Joel's Bar, and just learn wisdom. Learn wisdom, because you're going to destroy yourself eating like that. I mean, it, it reminds me of those people on those shows. It's like, they eat nothing but fast food, McDonald's and overeating every single day of their lives to they, they're killing themselves with food like an 800 pound person who can't even walk. Right, so it's that gluttony for secret knowledge, forbidden knowledge, the knowledge of good and evil, 
apart from the Holy Spirit, that I need witchcraft ministry. It's an addiction. So you just got to be honest with yourself. Is it because you think you're not going to get everything that you need to know from the true source? Greeks seek knowledge, which is literally hungering and thirsting for witchcraft. That's exactly what it is. And that's why there's so much mixture in everyone. Because the Greek part of you that has nothing to do with Jesus is part of your human sinful nature wants knowledge apart from God which makes you more like the fallen angels and less like Christ. So if you have a ministry that's not speaking what the Father is speaking and is not accurate but is speaking even stuff of ascension, stuff of deliverance and they have all kinds of charismatic works I mean, oftentimes. If it's not true, mature, apostolic, and prophetic, it will be Jezebel. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not even a question. That's where you're at in the church. You're in the, you're in the timeline right now, where Jezebel's children are killed by Jesus. That's in Revelation two. Mm-hmm. That's what the Bible says. And she, Jezebel's also that woman, Babylon, that goes down into the sea, which is all self, charismatic Christianity. That's what the final showdown is. It's not so much Christians versus the non-Christians, because that's not biblical. Mm -hmm. That's not really the showdown if you read the Bible. It is a civil war amongst charismatic witches of principalities Mm -hmm. that have all the same signs and wonders, miracles, delivered, all that same stuff. But it's pure sorcery. (laughs) What makes it sorcery is because it's not based on the inner man right. that bears God's image. It's the soul man which bears the image of birds, beasts, and reptiles. So it's the fornicating with the enemy of all the new covenant things of God, mm-hmm. which is the greatest treason of all time, and it's completely filled this entire generation. That's the generation of iniquity you are in right now. Now, Holiness is coming out of all of that and becoming simultaneously a people that raise the standard called the generation of righteousness. This is the generation of iniquity, which is the generation Mm -hmm. of the false prophet, the generation of the maximum amount of Mm -hmm. Jezebel's seed in the Christians. Those Mm -hmm. that come out of her, my people, will become the children Mm -hmm. of righteousness. But in order to overcome iniquity, Jezebel, sorcery, the woman of Babylon, city Babylon, all these arch enemies of the book of Revelation, you will have to have a belief system that is completely different Mm -hmm. than the one you had before. Uh That's where you start to get people manifesting pretty bad and you start to see the strongholds of the charismatic church of iniquity which is exactly how it's described in the book of revelation to begin to see the difference Mm -hmm. of practicing the holy ghost internally Mm -hmm. versus practicing the stuff from the holy ghost externally you've got to crucify that desire for occult knowledge it's a it's a manifestation of the flesh and so on this journey i can say this from experience and everything that i've gone through and how the lord has brought me onto this straight and narrow path as a pioneer uh, even the things of God, the actual straight and narrow path, as you know, as you're studying it, you have to be led of the Spirit, because as you start to see the secrets of God and the mysteries of God, 
this thing, again, represented in DAT or, you know, Pluto, your brain, whether it's your mind of your flesh, your mind of your soul, or even your mind, the most deceptive is your mind of your own spirit. That, that, that desire for, ooh, knowledge, knowledge, you know, it's just like, ooh, this is, you know, mysterious, secret things. I mean, we, everyone wants to know that stuff. All of it is self-upgrades. Right. Versus Christ literally himself. So if you're encountering that feeling, so this is just to tell you, just to be honest with you, like what I would do when I would encounter that manifestation, I would notice, you know, it's going good, flowing in the Holy Spirit, studying while well, I'd come across, even the things that the Lord would share with me, I would start to feel that impulse of the flesh mind that desire oh and when it starts to get into information information i want information sometimes you just got to say stop i'm going to just stop right here and i'm going to shut it down and do something else i'm going to go have some fun uh have some fun with my friends or i'm going to watch a good movie just relax or you know just throw on the audio bible or something you know just shake it up and get up and do something because it's not going to be fruitful and just Consciously, I put my hand on my mind, and I would say, "I command you. I command my own mind. I command my mind. You know, my heart, my bones, my blood, my spirit, my will, anything that comes to mind like that, to be subject to the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to seek knowledge apart from you, Lord. And I repent and crucify. Like let that be crucified right now, just as soon as it pops up. And if you do that, because you're gonna have to face it." There's no way around it. It's only through it, through the cross. So you crucify that as you notice it manifesting. But you need to train your mind, train your spirit, train your soul to recognize when that's a manifestation of your soul, of your flesh, and of your own spirit's iniquity apart from the Holy Spirit. And so in that way, it's not just a dodging it or pretending it's not there or freaking out when it manifests. But you can humbly and calmly deal with it right then and there with the full confidence that your Father is within you. The Son of God, Jesus Christ, is within you. The seven spirits, the torches blazing, the menorah lamp, the Holy Spirit is within you. And you're simply just being real with God about what's manifesting and giving it to Him and choosing that day who you'll serve hiding the word of God in your heart that you might not sin against him. So it's going to come up. You're going to deal with it. But just be open and honest with God in those moments and choose to go against your own desire for knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. When you feel that going, it's no longer Holy Ghost highlights flowing in the river with God and it becomes that thing. Kill it. That needs to die. Cast it out, crucify it, whatever you got to do. And you keep on that straight and narrow path. So when you come back to it, it's fun. It's freedom. Uh, it, it's something you're doing together with your Heavenly Father. You're getting to know the Trinity. The true evidence of this last book in the Final Quest series that Rick Joyner released, uh, I think a year or two ago, uh, I think it's called The Path or something. But he said, the last enemy of this valley, before we come into our permanent promised land, will be overcoming Jezebel. Now, the evidence, there's some awesome practical discipleship tips in there if you haven't read it. But the evidence that you're making progress against this body of Christ, last enemy, there'll be less of self. 
selfishness is arch enemy against the last enemy. Okay, the reason why self is arch enemy, because all these higher charismatic things cling to the self nature and make the self nature God, which is the blasphemy of the I am's of Satan. Mm. It's deifying of self is what religion ultimately does, even through false humility and false holiness. That's why they boast before God of all the things they did. They've deified themselves. Christianity is so altogether other because Christ gets enthroned through the sacrifice vessel. All of the purposes of the scourging, the discipline, the correction, the rebuking is so necessary so that the one spirit of Jesus, there's only one spirit of Christ, be looked upon by your mind inside your heart. And when everyone is looking at the same exact God, you'll have fellowship. That's what unity of the brethren is in the armies of God. A people that have warred against every other spirit in their hearts, in their minds, in their self-life, and lessened the self. So when you're looking at Jesus, self is no longer priority. It's about serving Jesus. And when you can see him with your senses... That's when you begin to have a clue. Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory. Why is there a hope of realizing the glory? Because once you realize the glory, how? Through your senses, seeing God. Matthew 5, the pure in heart, see God. Their senses are hooked into the Spirit of Christ. Now you have a mission, a purpose. You can see God. That's what dissolves the self or dissolves the sin in the soul and the soul goes back into its orbit to its creator when a soul is not infused in christ when a soul is not anchored in christ within Mm -hmm. forget christ on the outside that's all demons Mm -hmm. when the soul is not anchored with its senses to christ within there will always be an externalism Mm -hmm. it's all religion it's all demons the demonic influence The circumcision of the heart has Mm -hmm. not occurred. These people are just beginning Holy Ghost boot camp. Okay, And that's where about 99% of Christians are at on the planet right now. Even if they say they met Enoch, someone needs to hear this tonight. Especially people who are following those false ascension and those false ministry things. They didn't start out, I'll tell you this, they didn't start out false. That's why they have somewhat of a a good name still. Whew, man. He's like, well, well, they said they saw Enoch. They met Enoch. Some of them had real experiences and real ascensions. And so that's why it gets confusing. But if you're thinking you're going to go in there, I'm just going to eat the meat and spit out the bones. Whoo, man. Balaam was having constant real experiences. With God. With God. And he represents the entire false prophetic of Satan. So it's not about the experiences. God talked to Balaam. It's in the Bible. It's about the yielding of the will to Jesus formed inside the believer's spirit someone needs to hear this because (laughs) some of these people teaching this false ascension are going to be meeting there's another enoch who's not enoch the son of jared you understand so oh well they saw enoch and they have this and that all these miracles have happened and they've had these experiences there is an enoch if you read in the bible of the seed line of cain so where is their testimony did they test enoch some people don't want to test angels and they don't want to test saints when they show up. They don't want to test Jesus. You know, they don't want to offend the, you know, the Jesus, you know. Or they, 
this is because this is not just oh those people this is me this is you this is the human condition when a higher power shows up oftentimes there's this and I, I felt this I met a really high-ranking angel not too long ago and I noticed that tendency just to you know just to be real with you and make it real because this is actual life actual life and the glory I noticed there was that impulse right that like a, like a flash of lightning from my human nature I don't really want to test this one because what if it's not <laughs> you know first of all it's so big you know it's like kind of you know but that's the human brain it's that impulse it's not something that you think of it's a reaction and so but I understood oh that's the pulse from my part of me that's not dead yet so I was able to quick reaction because in that moment all you can remember is your training that's why we repeat the same things again remember your training remember your training because in the moment right guys in combat flash bang goes off grenade goes off you're not gonna remember pages of studying how to you know flank or counterattack. all you remember in that moment is what training is actually formed in you in that moment so that's why you put the Bible on repeat you constantly remind yourself this is what I'm gonna do when that situation happens because when it happens when that giant angel let's I feel tiny <laughs> when this massive thing shows up I feel like little ant this is, looks like Bigfoot <laughs> you know uh, in that moment all you're gonna remember is your training so we train to know which impulse is God the Holy Spirit lightning and which one is that kind of lightning of your electric circuits of the synopse of your brain driven by your heart desires that are unsanctified and so I noticed that that's the human condition is eee I don't really want to test this one you know but you have to so I tested it because I remembered my training in that moment right and so it was a victory and it was great it was a good angel it was one of ours so but confess to me that Jesus Christ came in the flesh I don't care if it's God the Father himself Jesus Christ giant angel that looks like it could kill me right now or just some little angel flash it's always like on this path that needs pioneered make straight the way the Lord you want to test every spirit it is written test every spirit not well I'm pretty sure oh I know that's Jesus you know how smart these evil things are was it Enoch or one of the Bible verses that describes, you know, Satan as like an evil genius? These things are much smarter than we are. They've got a lot more experience tricking a lot smarter, more anointed, more powerful men and women than us. So what chance do we have? You know, we might look like those offbeat kids from like the sandlot. Like they don't stand a chance. <laughs> These guys clearly don't have a chance. It's Christ within us, the hope of realizing the glory. So we read the word, we get the training, we trust God within us, and in that moment you turn within, and he's gonna remind you of what Jesus said, and what did he say? Test every spirit, bam, test the spirit. And what if they don't answer? Well, if they won't confess it, I command, like the Lord rebuke you and get out, or I command my holy angels to bind that thing and throw it in the lake of fire. Mm -hmm. This is a time of judgment. Amen. I hope that helps somebody tonight. No false Enochs. I don't care who or what they th think they saw. If it's not straight and narrow, it if it was straight and narrow, they'd be walking with ultimately, us. Ultimately, testing every spirit is putting it through the cross. 
And if it won't die to self, that's a selfish angel. It's the same as a Christian. The Bible also says test every Christian. You know, a lot of these people, the first time you test them, they manifest like crazy, and it's like a full-blown principality working it's like through straight murder. We, I mean, I've dealt with that hundreds of times already in ministry. And so we live in such a, a Christianity of false love where there's no testing. But the Bible says Just that God tests nice. everything in fire seven times until it's pure gold. Amen. So as you're testing yourself, which means removing the dross, burning out the human being, driving out the human being, fighting the self-nature, not alone. You can't drive out your own self-nature like Rebecca posted on Facebook earlier today. That is something that can only be crucified out of you as you rise in Christ. The increase of Christ in you, what does it say, 2 Peter 1.19? The morning star rising in your heart causes day to dawn. Whose day? The day of the Lord, the rest of God. This decade of the manifestation of God the Father's timeline will happen in a people that allow Jesus to be fully formed in them. Not a denominational Jesus. Not your cultural Jesus. Not white Jesus. Not black Jesus. <laughs> the King of Glory. The Creator. yad heh Invisible light Jesus. Elohim. <laughs> he really is. He is a light being. Hebrews 1.3. It is written. So there will be an intensification of His true light. What's the difference between all these different lights in the Bible? Discerning spirits is discerning lights. Satan come as a, comes as an angel of light to deceive. That means that there's light out here that is pure deception. The Bible says light is deception. So what's the problem with religious people? They're totally deceived on light. That's what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. So what is the difference? True light is the Lamb of God that was slain that terminates all other lights. Mm. That's what testing spirits is, is terminating lights. If the cross terminates it, it's a fake light. Mm -hmm. If it's sensitive, if it's selfish, if it's self-justified, self-dignified, self-protected, God ain't even there. Mm -hmm. That's why when an angel comes from the kingdom of heaven, it is inside the Lamb of God, which means it's inside the cross of His mm -hmm. blood. Really, the safe zone is simple that you can teach five-year-olds. Mm -hmm. It's kindergarten-level protection. Everything must be crucified to death in Christ. Mm -hmm. And if it's not, and if it resists mm -hmm. it, it is Satan 1,000% mm -hmm. of the time. Mm -hmm. The issue is, is oftentimes we're not that crucified, so the enemy can just creep in unawares to the human being because of a lack of circumcision of heart, because of a lack of the cross in their spirit, soul, mind, and flesh. So the most important thing, keep it simple. It's a simple gospel. What is the simplicity of the gospel? The ever-increasing glory is the ever-expanding cross of Calvary in your spirit, soul, and flesh. So Jesus and Him crucified is always getting mm -hmm. bigger. The cross always knows the way. The <laughs> way up, the way back to the Father. Jesus Christ said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. The cross is the celestial tree of life. If it's really the cross, it will show you the way. He is the way. The cross always knows the way up in the pure lightning path. And it always comes at the expense 
of that human nature that demands signs and wonders or demands knowledge that that Jew seeking signs and knowledge signs and wonders Greek mm-hmm. knowledge that's kind of the left and the right not to the left not the white to the right and black of Satan right that has to be consumed and devoured into the fire to burn as a living sacrifice there you go let it burn come on let that come off <laughs> bam just let it go in that moment when i saw that angel and i realized that i had that part in me that didn't want to test a spirit i could recognize that but what is that it's the fallen human nature in us so regardless of what the impulse of what the flesh wants to do the fallen human nature you have a decision. God has made it by his word available for us to choose. The choice is really ours. It's not really, oh, I just can't, you know, I just... He makes us able. It's in the word. Everything else is just an excuse. So the cross is crucifying that desire of that fallen part of me. Fallen part of me doesn't want to do this or wants to do this. The cross is just simply, you're not going to have it your way. Just You tell yourself, you're not going to have it your way. <laughs> the cross keeps it about Jesus in the midst yep. of your sanctification. And what is his way? Test every spirit. So guess what? Too bad you don't want to test it. We're going to test the spirit right now. What if it kills me? Well, then you're going to die. <laughs> Either way, you're going to die. <laughs> you they know? love not their lives unto death. It's the only way to overcome yeah. the devil. God does not delight in cowardice. So... We repent of being a coward, and that might be even offensive to like, I'm not a coward. Well, yeah, until you're standing in front of a giant angel whose side you don't know it's on is in front of your face. I mean, we've faced off lesser things that have killed greater prophets. Christ is our bravery. Mm-hmm. He is our bravery. You got to be brave. Be brave. Be strong. For the Lord your God is with you. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> And this is the way I see it. Worst case scenario, even if you died physically, some of you, depending on your skull, would probably just send you back. You know, like, yeah, you ain't getting out of this that easy. Probably just send you back. Anyone else is probably just like, yeah, yeah, just relax and enjoy a pina colada at the bar in heaven. At least, you know, if you die in nobility, as a follower of Christ, you just tap out and enjoy perfect paradise while everyone else does the hard work for a while. It's not a bad deal. It's not a bad gig. We've been looking into the mature things of the kingdom age that the Holy Spirit will establish with many out of this group and that will be harvested in the times ahead. The whole kingdom of the Father's nature, and the Father, the Bible says in Exodus, God is a great king and God is a mighty warrior. God's kingship cannot be comprehended except through angelic rank. You can only even begin to fathom the greatness of of the kingdom of God through understanding angels because it is the truth anyhow how the angelic rank works how the assignments of angels work the abilities of angels the characteristics and the nature and the personalities of the angels all of it is the reflection of who God is in his kingdom there are so many things going on God is going to completely turn civilization into a kingdom likened unto his angels 
That's what the future of the world is, and there's no other future. Mm. The yeah. kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of our Lord and His Christ. Ooh. So the whole earth is going to get wholly angelic. So the pioneering works now is going into those angelic orders through the cross. Mm. I'm the sheet gave to the Father. What's the Father? The Father's the source of angels. Mm. So when Jesus says, I'm the sheep gate to the Father, this is how you enter the realm mm -hmm. of angels. What's the realm of angels called? The kingdom. Yeah. Respect, honor, authority. How angels treat their superior angels, ranking above them with the utmost honor and respect and dignity and glory. And how the tender care and the love of the high-ranked angels towards those angels that are under their authority they're in their charge. I mean, they are in charge of those angels. They do to their utmost perfection of taking care of them, spurring them on in the Lord, like making sure their assignments are delegated and taken care of, make sure all their armor is right, everything. Down to the last detail, that tender love and care, and then just that fear and awe of God and respect for those angels that are higher ranked than them. And I noticed there was one time I had a false, uh, fallen angel of light uh, try to come to deceive me. I was in Texas, and I see this angel roll up. First of all, he's using the patio door and not going to the front door, so I thought that was already kind of sketch, but, you know, whatever. <coughs> so, uh, I, I didn't even do the classic, confess to me, Jesus Christ came in the flesh. I tested this one a little bit differently, but he still gave himself away. When I talked to me about some kind of who knows what. So I just looked at him and I said, uh, whose authority are you under? Manifested immediately. He got irritated and I was like, get out of here. <laughs> like in Jesus' name, the Lord would be, get out of here. Yeah, do that to Christians too. <clears throat> whose authority are you under? <laughs> That's all I knew it was a demon. <laughs> oh, test him. Why are you coming in the back door, you know? Like, we know who you are. <laughs> Come to torture us with being under someone's authority. Blah, I do what I want. Or a kingdom of rebellion. My own kingdom. Blah. That's really swamp you kingdom. see that a lot. The technon that stays technon. Why do they stay technon? Which is the word for infant in Christ. Why don't they grow and mature? Rebellion towards authority. <laughs> Every stage of growth is under an authority. Forever. And that's how you keep growing. Mm -hmm. God put me probably under 20 different men since I started in Christianity 24 years ago. Been under the authority of at least 20 men. And even it was good, bad, and ugly. I was under scoundrels in the marketplace mm -hmm. serving tables at restaurants during Bible college mm -hmm. for three years. And it wasn't even so much about the character. Mm -hmm. It was about learning how to be under authority and still working mm -hmm. For God and not having excuses. <laughs> right. I like how even Satan in uh, Paradise Lost, if you write this, uh, uh, this is authored by a blind man who had visions of heaven and, you know, before the fall and all these things that transpired and wrote it in this epic poem format. I love this book. It's so good. Uh, but even Satan in it admitted, admitted that when he used to serve God, that it was easy, so easy and light compared to his life, you know, after the fall, everything's hard. Mm -hmm. So even Satan has been admitting, 
even in his, you know, disgustingness of that fall of that this is the fall in nature, that it was easy mm-hmm. serving God. He, I know he knew that he totally screwed up, but there's no repentance for him. So we choose today whom we're going to serve while it is still called today is written. Because when that day is past, people say, oh, it's never too late, never too late. There is a point of no return. God is extremely patient. He gives everybody chance after chance. But there comes a point when you pass the point of no return. And you go into the fallen angel camp. And it's written in the scriptures that there is no longer any deliverance for that person. So we work out our salvation in fear and trembling and awe of God, not taking for granted. Satan took for granted how easy it was working for God, you know, because you, you know how you, they say, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Think about all the wonderful things God has blessed you with your life. Maybe it's friends, a roof over your head, a job. And these days, people would, some people would just kill for a job, you know, a family. A friend. You know how people would just like die to have like, one good friend? A lot of people out there don't have one good friend. I got a friend in Jesus. <laughs> right? You have the best friend you could possibly ever have. So what is, there, what is there to, for us to complain about? Do you, hear what, do you hear what I'm saying? What is there for us to complain about? Now I rebuke myself on this one. You know, that's the first world problems. Something doesn't quite go right. Something is a little off. I just don't feel this. I don't, or, you know, my family's irritating me or, you know, any little thing. You guys, it is easy to serve the Lord. It is easy. May we never be in Satan's shoes when he realizes how hard his eternal, whatever he has left to experience for eternity it's not good it's heavy it's burdensome uh, it's horrible even the devil would admit that serving God is easy and light so let us have an attitude of gratitude this season sometimes we just gotta sh- I mean think about those things that irritate you about your family just stop and think for a moment what if you want something happened you no longer have them you know don't take for granted Give them more grace. How many times have you pissed off God and he still didn't zap you off the face of the earth? Why? Long suffering. <laughs> Woo! Kindness, mercy, his judgments are balanced perfectly with kindness and mercy. So as those irritants come along, understand whether they're right or wrong. A lot of times the things that come to irritate us in our family life, our friends, our work, our daily, whatever we have to do. Even the angels that get assigned to you, they might irritate the crap out of you for a whole season. Why? This thing's got to change. This heart has to change. This mind has to change. The cross. They can see Christ inside your spirit when you can't. That's why you have to walk by faith, not by sight, because the Bible says no man can know his own heart. So they're dealing with your heart that you don't even know about, and that's why there's so much offense and pride. Because we're ignorant of what is in us. It's clearly written in the Word. So in order to deal with gross ignorance of what possesses our hearts as human beings, it requires a trust in the Word of God and daily surgery. 
dying daily is daily surgery of trusting the word to change the condition of my heart that I will continue to change I have a vision of being changed by the word into Jesus until I can clearly see hear smell taste and touch Jesus with all my senses every day and then I keep going mm. you keep going there's always more of God That's and you never arrive in God there's God is endless forever he's endless in every direction <laughs> but we get into a place where the senses are consumed the book of Hebrews says we need to mature to a place until our senses are fully exercised by the glory of Jesus Christ until then the senses will be conducting darkness mm -hmm. the senses will be conducting lust the senses will be conducting greed and pride and knowledge and all kinds of rebellion when the senses are fully exercised this person is a disciple this person has their brain and the control of their life under the power of the Holy Ghost which means anything the Holy Spirit says to that person when the senses are consumed they're gonna say yes and amen because mm -hmm. they've already gotten to the place of allowing their mind their senses to be controlled by God now the fun begins where it's not fun is that you don't trust him yet mm -hmm. in your senses so maturing the whole body of Christ to a place where their senses are fully exercised from the inside out then you have literally all disciples and when you have all disciples that means zero envy zero competition zero strife zero sin every action thought and deed amongst that group brings forth more of God the Father into the earth that's what heaven looks like heaven looks like obedient sons heaven looks like people who have allowed their humanity what really makes you human is that you have senses and reasoning all of its demonic the senses and reasoning have roots not of good but of evil that go down into the very blood and bones of the human being all of it changes by the Word of God that's why you're saved by hearing the gospel what happens it, the Word of God that created heaven and earth is going in and recreating you God spoke the worlds into existence by his word in the beginning then angel fell then after that man fell so the word is buried under dirt and dust which means there needs to be a deliverance of everything back into the original word which is original design of what God really said amen and when that begins to happen individually you go back into the original design of the Word of God which means the full manifestation of his glory living with the angels living sin free not caring for the things below but the things above to do your father's will these things will be automatic when you get all the dirt and dust off of your spirit soul mind and flesh and make the word your God amen that's so good that's good and how did Bob Jones say that those senses were gonna be cleansed glorified he said they turned to gold when you go up <laughs> when you go up they become they become like gold ascension and transfiguration so eating your daily bread is ascending walking on sapphire pavement 
Daily bread is supposed to be the job of the fivefold. The fivefold is supposed to connect you with your, with your food source. Give me some of your tots, man. <laughs> Even if the apostle got like shoved in his pocket, like, dude, give me some of your tots. <laughs> like, you got to be willing to eat that. <laughs> if they'll give me up, yeah, I'm not above it, so. <laughs> That might be rocket fuel in his pocket right now. If you could eat Napoleon Dynamite's tots, he might have enough humility to enter the kingdom. Amen. (laughs) That's my main point today. (laughs) What did you learn in class today? Today I learned in class. So, yeah, the food of God, his will, your growth, ascension, transfiguration, getting up into higher elevations of your inner man. The resurrection, and when it's more real to your senses, what is a fully exercised senses? It's the inner man more real to your brain than your outer man. Your inner man bears Christ's image. Your outer man does not. It's Mm -hmm. nonsense. It's absolute garbage. When you have all of the Christianity on the outer man, that's when you're a card-carrying member of the Whore of Babylon. And your your whole Christianity is a lie and prepared to be burned. That's when you're just a lost pagan Christian. When Christianity is about the Spirit. God is Spirit, and He's the Father of Spirits, it is written. When that part of you is built up by the daily Word, your inner man ascends. And your inner man usually shares about 1% to your brain. That's why we walk Mm. by faith, not by sight, because your brain doesn't get all of it, because it's not for the brain, it's for your spirit. And until you value your spirit and your spiritual experiences of what the Word of God is leading you up into, and you make your brain your God, you'll never follow Him, you'll never Mm. rise from the dead. Because it's still about the, the part of you that doesn't bear God's image. It's still about the animal part of you, the human part of you. You're not yet really into Christ. You're not really yet in the narrow path until it's about the spirit part of you ascending. Because that's what the food's for. If it's for anything else, you'll never rise because you're making it about something that God's not. It's not about God until it's about your spirit. Feeding your spirit. Ascending in your spirit. Your spirit ascending then shares it with your senses, which is your soul. And your senses begin to magnify the value of the part of you getting fathered by God. Scripture literally says the spirit part of you is the only part of you God's fathering. (laughs) Every other part of you, God's not fathering. It's just out here, just doing stuff. It's just lost. It's just a sand creature. God's not involved with the wilderness stuff. God is on the mountain, if you read the Bible. God's on the mountain developing the eternal part of you that bears his image because that part of you is what enters the kingdom. 1 Corinthians 15.50 Now I say this, believers, that flesh and blood cannot inherit nor be a part of the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable mortal inherit the imperishable immortal. So the immortal inherits immortality. What part of you is immortal? Your spirit only. Which means not the sand people. Right? Sand people do not inherit the planet of Mandalore, is written. So flesh and blood cannot inherit nor be a part of the kingdom 
That means until you prioritize your spirit, you are not even interested in the kingdom. You're not. You're not a kingdom person until you're a spirit person fully understanding the part of you getting fathered. Then Bible becomes exciting because you're feeding the eternal part of you. Until then, the self-nature rules over you, the senses are not exercised, and there's no mark of internal circumcision. The mark of someone that's after God's heart is someone who's circumcised. The mark of the new covenant is like the mark of the old covenant. It's the mark of circumcision, Romans chapter 2. But now, instead of the outside, it's the inside. What's the inside? The spirit. The spirit set apart to be fathered by God. Set apart to learn angelic ways. Set apart to eat God's food. Set apart to rise into God's skies. (laughs) Set apart to walk on sapphire stones. Set apart to be with the angels. Set apart for vision. Set apart for wonders and signs and miracles. Oh, they'll come out of your spirit and they'll destroy all the works of the enemy. You'll get more than anyone else that get it gets it in the falsehood of the false mm-hmm. prophet. With the lying signs and wonders, we'll consume them with the true Moses company that's coming forth. As the spirit man matures and the senses are exercised, the mm-hmm. true will consume the false. Right now, I tell you the truth, the false practically has everything out here. If you read Anna Roundtree's Heaven Waits the Bride, the true are living in caves, walking on water, Mm -hmm. or in paradise. Because there's no room for the true in this Christian church right now, and you need to realize that. Yeah, always get kicked out, persecuted, murdered. Because you're dealing with Jezebel, and that's the truth in you. Jezebel's the queen of Israel, and Israel's controlled by demons. It's like Saul in the days of David. They have all the churches, they have all the buildings, they have all the finances, Mm -hmm. they got all the junk, the television equipment, they got everything, guys. This has happened hundreds of times before. For your wisdom, understand nothing new under the sun. Now, what's different is we have the wisdom of the ages from learning from the prophets of the last 6,000 years, so we're better equipped because we have the equipment of every prophetic people before us. We have God, and they have Satan. Amen. God versus Satan, that's what it comes down to. And we will win because we have the wisdom from previous, previous experiences. The previous experiences have equipped us to discern accurately to go further than everyone previously. And what it will do will burn up everything below. It will cause us to not settle for revival in the sand. To keep going higher in sapphire pavement. In a a higher fire that burns up the humanity. So since flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom, what part of us does? The developed spirit in full spiritual stature will be given the whole keys of the entire kingdom. I will give him the keys of David, and he will sit on the throne of his father David, it is written. Which means, I'll give you everything if you allow your spirit to be matured. And allow your soul to be sacrificed. Allow your senses to be exercised. Allow your humanity to die. Until you're consumed like a temple of the Holy Ghost. Not in the earthly. In the heavenly. 
not from below, from above. This is the process for all of us, and it begins today with the exercising of the senses. Amen. Amen. Exercising of the senses, glowing golden. Now, senses are how you perceive reality. So how is it going to be true about you that your spirit man is more real to you than your outer man? Well, what is reality determined by? Here's here's something for your for your brain to put in there and crucify. Reality is determined by sensory input, your senses, personal physical abilities, energy levels, feelings, social identities, and more. The feelings of your spirit come forth as the sensory input of your flesh is put to the death of Jesus on the cross. Which is what? The cross is what takes you up. That's what makes your senses turn golden. And there you'll have his feelings as you rise, stepping on sapphire pavement, which is the daily bread, the inscription of the word of God. The mark of the covenant is circumcision, which is represented in the moon, Yasad. In Hebrew, the mark of the covenant of that sapphire stone to take you from Malkut to Yasad, which is <laughs> is circumcision. That's why you do it in the spirit tree, the soul tree. The flesh tree. It's ever increasing. Ever increasing circumcision. It goes True. through you know, spirit and so on. That the mark. The truth anyhow. The mark of circumcision is the name of God written on your forehead. <laughs> yeah. Holy unto the Lord. Which is all of those sapphire stones. Their inscription. Yasad being the mark of the covenant. As they join together. Each sapphire you consume as it consumes sapphire stone university amen as it consumes by fire that which in which is within you that shouldn't be within you but you will become a burning one not consumed as you go up the mountain like moses bringing each sapphire stone together as one because if each one is an inscription and a sapphire stone and you look at it that word opens up into a book each sapphire stone is a whole book but that short inscription on the front, as you gather them together, it becomes a whole sentence. It becomes a word. It becomes a whole story of creation and the salvation of man, the redemption of man. That's what it is. It's the gospel. From Genesis to Revelation, it's the gospel. From Malkut Sapphire Stone to Yasad Sapphire Stone, it's the gospel. It's circumcision. It's the name of God written on the forehead of the chosen. From Malkut to Keter. From the world of Isaiah through Bariah. Ooh, Yetzirah, Bariah, and Absolute and beyond. Right to infinity and beyond. It's the gospel. He was crucified. He raised from the dead and ascended. He is the beginning and the end, the first and the last, and you haven't heard the last of it. <laughs> and I encourage you guys to go up. There's some awesome 
visualizations from Scripture. The cloud was only on the top of the mountain, the Bible says, and the ephod was only worn by the high priest, representing the above realm has it all. There's no ephod for any other priest except the high priest. There was no cloud for any part of the mountain except the high part of the cloud, which means until you get into the luminaries, until you get into the celestial realm of the angels of God, you will have no ephod because the ephod has to go in to the high realm of the high priesthood. Okay, so it only can fit inside a circumcised heart. There's no ephod. There's zero celestial or angelic ability until you're out of the earth and spiritual above. You have to be out of the earth and spiritual above. The Holy Spirit, the Word, and the Father are in the celestial realm. First, first John chapter 5, it is written. So now, when you repent of the lower, the beast nature comes off of the breastplate, which is the limitations of the animal heart. A circumcised heart produces Jesus Christ in the breastplate. Jesus Christ is the creator and the Lord of angel armies. So what shares that ability with you? The celestial realm. The sapphire stones fit directly into the ephod when you're in the high realm of the high priesthood. The new covenant high priesthood realm has never been dwelt in by a group of Christians in 2,000 years. This is the promised land. This is the realm where the circumcised only of heart begin to have the mantling of the ephod and the stones, the believer's reward, of gemstones. These are the rings and realms of angels. And this is what burns out your humanity. Your humanity will be partially terminated when you come up into the moon, when you come up. But what really burns it out is by being with the angels, being with the gemstones, being on the sapphire stones, and learning those angelic ways as they begin to beam out of your heart. (laughs) It's in dealing with those higher celestial rings and realms and spheres that deal with the the animal. Mm. The animal will still go up into those realms and the animal touches the mountain and dies there. What does the Bible say? Stone to death. What kind of sapphire stone to death? It's what burns it out. Where? Of the senses. Mm-hmm. Right, because if you, if you die down at the base of the mountain, not on the mountain, you die with the physical rocks, which is a natural death. But if you ascend into the heavenlies, you die that spiritual death of the sapphire stones, the sapphire rocks. So it's just the difference between falling on the rocks mm-hmm. versus the rocks falling on you. The rocks of the world will you kill powder. you one way or the other. The issue is one's a volunteer by going up and allowing those rocks to crush you. And these rocks are Christ's angelic realms and rings of ability. But down on the earth, if you resist and reject the ascension and the resurrection, the rock falls on you and you're ground into powder, it is written. Mm. Amen. One one of the greatest death to self, to crucify that dat... That sphere that's not really even a sphere, it's not even really considered a sapphire stone because it's it's almost like a placeholder because knowledge has so destroyed and defiled. There's a place, that's why it's always the jump. It's always something that you cross over. 
it's not a, it's not a sapphire stone that you step on it's a chasm that you cross over through the veil as you die to self because one of the greatest ways to die to self is receiving revelation from God the Father through the Son, through the Spirit, that you don't yet understand. And you've made peace with that. And you allow it to crucify the brain that says, He's given this to me as a seed. Well, I don't understand. I don't understand. Well, you've tested the Spirit. Check. Did the, we did our homework. We remembered our training. Check. Tested the Spirit. Now I received it. Why? Well, I don't understand it. What in the heck are they talking about? I have no idea what I saw. What does that even mean? Who cares? You know the source that it came from. That's primary. Now you've tested the source and you know that crucifies that brain. That represents the bone throne, the chasm of Tartarus and hell. Mm -hmm. And you, you kill that thing. You want all that to be burnt up, crucified with Christ, so there remains no throne for Satan continuously in the levels that you go through within your own spirit, soul, and flesh. And you go through the whole thing, and if you pass that test every time, there won't be any place left in you, and then you'll be able to see and say, you know, they're coming. he's coming for me, but he's got nothing in me. You'll be as Christ, firstborn of many to come after him. So just to practice that, I wanted to share this real quick with you. Just a short little snippet here. That And sometimes he'll give us something we don't understand, but we think we understand it. That's another test. So never take revelation for granted. It could be the basic verse in the Bible you've heard a hundred billion times. You've heard everyone expound on it and teach on the Hebrew and the Greek. But there is a layer much deeper. And we don't know. And we can't know until it's unveiled and that's the unveiling of christ that is revelation so we'll take this this is what the spirit was one of the things the spirit was speaking today so by faith let's just i just want to sow this into your spirit and as it bears fruit five years down the road ten years and becomes a fruitful tree it doesn't matter if we understand it in the moment but we can grow that seed right Yet zero of absolute formation of that which is unknown. This is from the Holy Spirit. Which is the formation of the sapphire stones themselves and their engravings within Keter. Formation of yet zero of Berea. Berea of yet zero is the formation of creation. In the beginning, he created. Bereshit, bara, Elohim, et. As he forms by the word, each sephirot emanates from Keter, forming creation. Formation of Yetzirah, or formation of emotion. All the emotional attributes of the sephirot written in sapphire stones come forth in Primordial man. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah, primordial, primordial man with primordial Torah. What is primordial Torah? The word of Genesis 1. It's the, the word and the letters that created everything, including man. So it's the word in the beginning. 
And that's the word that was doubted by Adam and Eve that caused them to fall. They doubted primordial Torah. There was no Moses. There was no other law. It was the word of God. They doubted Jesus is primordial law, primordial Torah. Amen. So that is Garden of Eden law. There's a law in the Garden of Eden. It's the word of God, Jesus, the creator and his words and his lettering that created the heavens. So that is ultimately what following and obeying the spirit is. Obeying and following the spirit means you're not under Moses, but you're still under the word of God, which is primordial Torah, the first law which can never be broken. It's the original design. It's Genesis 1. It's not Leviticus. Leviticus is interpreted through wisdom now only. But Genesis 1 is where we go back into the Garden of Eden. That's what we're going to begin to learn as we follow the Spirit into the higher realms. Amen. In Jesus' name, I pray for an awakening in your hearts to primordial Torah. The very word of God that created all the worlds that you will ascend through as children of the resurrection, you're going to keep rising. This is the generation of the children of the resurrection, which means you're going to encounter all the worlds and there are many worlds, not just the human world down here in the dirt. That's the worst one and the <laughs> most lost one that is the furthest from God. As you ascend with all your spirit, you begin to go through worlds. This is when you awaken as you rise through worlds. Then you begin to understand the word of God in the beginning. Mm -hmm. You fathers, which means you who've risen the highest, you are blessed because you know him who is from the beginning. What is knowing him from the beginning, First John? You've known his word at the first. You've known Genesis 1, Jesus Christ. That's where you're going. You overcome the evil one as young men, which means you know the word a little more. You might know the word in your culture. You might know the word in your house. In, when you're still having your senses exercised, you're beginning to overcome the evil one by knowing and being intimate with the mm -hmm. word of God. Your creator is the word. And as you rise, you know much more and much more anciently. And as you rise, you begin to know the Word of God in a much greater way called the wisdom of the ages, which is an ability to bring truth outside of time and space. Amen. This is an angelic ability. Mm. This is an overcomer gift. They have a crown, which means they have a different mind. They have Ooh. a mind that's not stuck in the dirt. It's not stuck in any human being. It's not trapped in unbelief. It's totally free. What did Jesus Christ set us free from? Humanity, time, and space into the eternity of the eternities. Anything less than that is not the gospel. It's not just to be saved inside time and space and then be under principalities. Nonsense. It's to be over principalities. Christ of Colossians is over every principality and name that can be named. And we are rising to him by awakening to his word within our spirit. And the more you agree, the more you awaken, and the higher you rise, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. Thank you, everyone, to gave, that gave to Shadrach's cell phone. 
his battery broke inside his phone and melted and blew up and so it, it fried his phone and he told me about it and I said we can't have him without a phone so we raised seven hundred dollars we were you. able to purchase and get him a really nice Nokia phone it's crazy over there in Kenya guys it's not like here Ooh. they want three thousand bucks for an iPhone because the technology just doesn't get there the same as it does in the States they wanted over two thousand dollars for a Samsung but they still had really really nice ones Nokia's for around $800 so we bought him and he's so thankful Thank you know you. he was not expecting that and he was borrowing phones so now he's, he's tomorrow morning he's gonna go to the market and get a brand new smartphone so thank you to thank everyone you. who gave if you'd like to still give into that click the links in the description support all this ministry's works worldwide I mean there's just hundreds of things literally that we're doing in the angelic constantly Check out the radio stations, get the app, mm -hmm. uh, join the master school that we put mm -hmm. together that's now in the app. It's the first screen when you open up the app. The app is called Glory Life by RLM in both the app stores. Mm -hmm. And just get plugged into the school and begin to open your minds into what the angels are doing during these times. Oh yeah, what's the Shadrick's on YouTube now? He has really cool stuff on YouTube. What's his? CFI RLM TV on YouTube. That's his YouTube channel. Yeah, he's got some really good stuff. Really, really good wisdom. I've definitely <laughs> learned a lot from watching his stuff. It's fun. It stretches people out of American culture. It gets right. you out of the box. Right. And it's, it's really, really energetic. The Kenyan culture has fire on it. Yeah. And it's mixed. God has predestined for ordained this ministry to mix America with Kenya. Mm -hmm. And it's important. It's a part of God's plan. And uh, it's going to be awesome. And we're deep into it. Things continue to expand. The most important thing is right now, choosing the chosen, which means bringing forth really mature sons of God. And we want all of you to be trained in it. Yes. And it will totally give you the best possible life beyond anything you can imagine. Right. So you got to stay in school. Don't drop yep. out. You're going to be challenged. Every aspect of your humanity will be challenged corrected, chastised, rebuke. Mm -hmm. You're going to be changed from one degree of glory to a greater degree of glory by the Spirit who is the Lord. You're on You're on the right of your life. <laughs> yeah, this is the school of the Magi that you're enrolled in. This is bringing back the ancient paths, the ancient ways, the ancient wisdom. And this is what I heard the Lord say just now. Forget about your past. It is written. Psalm 45. Forget about your past. Mm -hmm. I don't care what sin you had yesterday, a week ago, a couple years ago, whatever it is, you just need to let it go. I hear the Lord saying that today. Let it go. That's not who you are today. Mm. And that's certainly not who you're going to be tomorrow. So just let that break off you, all the shame, right? It's written mm. that he, he, he hems you in behind to keep you from the Lay shame hands of on your, your belly and stir up the new past. creature in you. Yeah. The new creature has a new yeah. future and it's not human. It's divine in Christ. It has Christ. nothing to do with your past. So I just, your sins are forgiven. Let that be washed in all records and the stars be washed mm -hmm. over you that they would bear no record of the wrongs and sins all your, of your sins. Past. Amen. Be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Be regenerated in your spirit, built up and resurrected in your new creature into higher angelic realms in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll see you guys, you guys tomorrow. Glory. If this ministry is a blessing to you, begin supporting it. Dedicate your business and your house to advancing God's kingdom.
making it infused with purpose. More angels will come into your businesses as your businesses are consecrated to Jesus Christ and His Father's business. The purpose of the marketplace, if you read the Bible, especially the Old Testament, talks about all the time, is to build the kingdom. Building and advancing God's kingdom. And God will give you energy and grace without measure of every aspect of your marketplace and business and ability to make money, which is a huge part of the covenant. It's not minor. It's major. Jesus talked about money more than heaven, hell, faith, and love combined in the red letters. So it's a huge aspect of your entire existence. Consecrate it to the Lord by sacrificial financial offerings and be blessed as you give in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Thank you. 